91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Of course, most of you know that. Jefferson Airplane, somebody to love. I am waiting for Mr. Yorma Kaukinen, and we're just going to keep playing some more music. And let's take a listen to some electric hot tuna. This comes from his ranch, Fur Peace Ranch, out in Ohio. Let's take a listen to this. And um, by the way, Yorma and Hot Tuna celebrating 50 years. They're going to be performing here in Poughkeepsie at the Bardavon in just two weeks on December 5th. We'll talk more about that, but in the meantime, let's listen to some electric hot tuna right here, right now on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, and we're waiting for Yorma to come on the phone, so stay with me. Thanks for tuning in.
But if I frame, how can I miss when I got it? Ain't got it? Ain't will got it? Ain't got it? Ain't got it?
and mama lot of what might be my fight said in 99 years on that RC mountain line, mountain line, mountain line, mountain line, well about a line, but I said bring me my pistol, three round ball, I'm gonna shoot everybody, I don't live at Fur Peace Ranch, the electric hot tuna 99 year blues with, of course, hot tuna with Yorma Kalkinen, Jack Cassidy, and they're joined by Justin Gwip there. Going to play one more quick track and then we are going to have Yorma on the phone, I promise. Thanks for sticking it out with me because he's calling me right here. Let's take a listen more, Yorma. <laughs> WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. And, of course, Hot Tuna, that was the acoustic version. Barbecue King, we'll play more in a little bit. But for now, let's get Mr. Yorma Kalkinen on the line. All right. Yorma? Hello. Hello. Ah, we did it. Okay, we're here. Thank you for awesome. your, Thank you for your time. I'd like to just give a brief introduction, as I typically like to do. So Yorma sure. Kalkinen is one of the most highly respected interpreters of American roots music, blues, and Americana, with a history that influenced popular rock and roll. A member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a recipient of a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, as well as one of Rolling Stone's top 100 guitarists of all time, he is a founding member of two legendary bands, Jefferson Airplane and Hot Tuna, and is also recognized as one of the leading practitioners and teachers of fingerstyle guitar. Hot Tuna will be on tour and coming to the beautiful Hudson Valley to perform at the Bardavon Opera House in Poughkeepsie on December 5th. And with that, another wholehearted welcome to Local Motion, Yorma Kalkinen. Wow. 
Boy, you made me sound pretty important. Thanks. You are pretty important in, in our world. We're <laughs> lucky to have you, that's for sure. So the last well, I'm time... lucky to be had. Last, Go ahead. Last time we saw you, um, it was at Lee Von Helm Studios. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Just celebrating Jack's 50th... Uh, 50th? Jack's birthday, I should say, and the, yeah. the, the 50th year of Hot Tuna, which is what you guys are right. in the middle of. That we are, absolutely. Yeah, Jack wishes he was 50 again. Right. <laughs> I know, as soon as I said that, wait, wait a minute, something's wrong, something's wrong. Uh, we got it, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we are good, absolutely. So, yeah, Tuna Man, you've got a lot of great shows coming up. Um, we do. And so excited that you're coming here to the Hudson Valley, which, of course, it used to be your home for, for a That's while. Right. And Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long were you out here for? I guess, I guess all, it doesn't seem that long now, but I'd have probably been there for seven or eight years. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, yep. yeah. There's lots of great history from from you here with those days. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Yorma, I I really because I've had you on the show before and we've talked in depth about the airplane right. experience and it wouldn't be right talking to you without, of course, talking about the airplane because it was such oh, a, a big start. But I really want to focus this time on hot tuna. Because the more research I've been doing in Hot Tuna and all the shows that you've done, it's it's really a beautiful story first about friendship between you and Jack. And just it, it's just a wonderful story. And I'm so happy that you're still out there doing all this. And your audience well, is, you know. Is, oh, you could be no happier than we, believe me. <laughs> we, we're incredibly grateful and that, that we're able to do what we've loved to do most of our lives. Right. Right. Tell tell me again a little history of you and Jack meeting. Of course, you're both from Washington D.C. Tell me about the young Jack and the young Yorma. Well, I, I'm I'm probably un, unequipped to uh, or ill-equipped to really define the the young the younger and the older Yorma. But I can tell you this: the young Jack basically was the Jack we know today. He's always been incredibly fastidious about. Details of just all sorts of stuff. Uh, so I met Jack uh, in 1956. Um, at that time, I was closer friends with his older brother because we because he was uh, uh, in the same grade that I was. And so, uh, but but I met Jack because we I hung him at his house all the time. And then uh, Jack was studying guitar at the time. He studied jazz guitar. And then. Uh, my dad got posted to the Philippines, and I went to the Philippines for for a, a year or so. And when I came, I wanted to come back to D.C. for my senior year. When I came back to reconnect with Jack, uh, because I lost a lost a school year along the way, uh, my his older brother Chick was there. was in the army, and he was gone. And so Jack and I started talking, and we realized that we that we had a lots of common interests, most notably music and. And so, from I guess, I guess late '57 to the present time, we've, you know, we've just been probably my closest friend. And it's interesting because um, we're, you know, you've talked to Jack, and you know, the two of us were doing an interview together. You know, we're really different people, but uh, we've just managed to 
to stay really good buddies all these years. Yeah, yeah. It's a really nice friendship to watch over the years and to see you guys evolve from all the videos that are out there from, you know, starting of the airplane to where sure. you guys are now. And, and it's just, I think, I don't even know how it's possible, but every time I see, it seems like you get better and better, like a fine wine. And I don't even know how that's possible. But each time, I, I you're, you continue to mesmerize your audiences. And I think that's why people just keep coming back. And um, it, it's really great to see the two of you. Um, tell me, now Jack, of course, was the bassist for Jefferson Airplane, and yes, you, you course, are yes. responsible for um, bringing him out there. How did he get turned on to bass? You know, um, I wasn't in the D.C. area when he made the switch from guitar to bass, but but according to his tale, and it makes perfect sense to me, at the time, the, the big dog guitar player in in the in the D.C. area was Danny Gatton, and and he Danny was getting all the you know the, the the sort of music scene was rich, but it was sort of a sort of a compact scene. So so Danny was the big dog, and you know, and Jack was certainly one of one of the dogs, no question about it. But Danny needed a bass player uh, for some gig, and. He said he asked Jack if Jack would play bass, and I, and the way Jack told it to me was, I said, I've never played bass, and Danny told him how hard could it be? It's only got four strings. <laughs> well, of course, we know there's more to it than that. But so he started playing bass, and then he immediately found, in addition to getting gigs all the time because there's a shortage of bass players, he found he just loved the instrument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how, thankfully, he was playing bass because you needed a bass player out in California. That's true, and the funny thing is, the story's been told many times, but it bears repeating that when I asked him to come out and play bass in the airplane, I'd never heard him play bass. <laughs> but but see, again, I knew Jack, you know, and I knew that whatever he was doing, it was going to be tops, and it was. Right, right, and he did not disappoint, that's for sure. You picked him he up at the not. airport, and it was just... Just so yep. amazing. So um, there's a woman here in the Hudson Valley, Holly Warren. She just released a book, published a book about Janis Joplin. And um, okay. she did an interview at our local NPR station here. And she was talking about you and Janice and right. how, how you guys just met in your infancy of neither one of right. you were anything but coffee shop players at that point. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you know, the, the, the the, the tale of me and Janice, I mean, listen, it was a momentous occasion for me then because I could tell that Janice was special. And, of course, as time has gone on, I realized really what a complete honor it was. Janice and, my, and I, our moments together actually were very, very brief because um, I started playing with her in 62 in when she needed somebody down the peninsula, you know, like in those days. You know, I, I, San Francisco is only like 50 miles away from San Jose, but if you didn't have a car, it was an all-day bus ride, you know. So, so, so it was kind of like a project to get from here to there. So whenever Janice would come down or get a gig or something, because we just got along musically as soon as we met, and I would play with her, and occasionally she'd get some, a gig in San Francisco, and occasionally she would, I'd get the call for that gig. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So check out the new book. You'll see it online, and it's getting lots of rave reviews for sure. Oh, I will absolutely. I just got I just got the Mike Bloomfield book a couple of days ago. 
So I will order Janice's book also. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. Um, So the formation of Hot Tuna, I think, came in the midst of the Jefferson Airplane days. Is that right? Right. Yeah. How'd you guys come up with it? Why? 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 You just wanted something extra? Well, there it it started to happen um, uh, in the late 60s before we had a name for what we were doing. Um, And I think that what was happening is the airplane just wasn't working as much as we wanted to. And we wanted to have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's that, there's that Alza recording. Uh, uh, we called it before we were us cause it's free hot tuna. It's me and Jack and Joey Covington playing some songs that wound up on, on volunteers and long John silver as, but they were in their, in their infancy when we were just messing with them. We just wanted to, have, to play and have fun. And the great news for guys like us in the Bay Area, was there were all kinds of gigs that invited people to play, even if they weren't "quote unquote" a real band? Mm-hmm. And you just—that's how it, that's how you, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of started, and then and then this and that happened. I mean, you know, it's, it's sort of you people go talk about planning. We the word "plan" was not a part of our vocabulary, <laughs> right? But we liked hanging out with different musicians, and we messed around, and and have had a number of different incarnations as a result. Right. But the constant, of course, is Jack and myself. Yeah, absolutely. And whether you're doing it acoustically or or solo, I know you're doing a lot of solo work yourself. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just great. Every time I see you, it's just you know, it, it's a wonderful thing. We we love Hot Tuna and Yorma and Jack touring. Um, and of course, we must. It would be amiss to say that remiss to say that um, your drummer is from our area, Mr. Justin. Yeah, indeed, Gordon. he is. Yes. Yeah, he's from. Uh, I don't know. He used to live, I don't know if he's in Red Hook anymore, but he's up there on the, in my on the other side of the. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. up there on the other side of the bridge, and uh, yeah, Justin is just the best. You know, you know, over the years, you know, we've had a number of drummers, and I and we've just it's just so great to be working with him. You know, we're we're all friends. Our families are friends, and. Uh, and we play well together. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's great when it's all family coming together. And I yes, know his is. his son has been kind of like interning with you guys, right? Right. Well, he, he's post intern now, and he works for us. I mean, he, he's a he's a hardworking lad. So when, when Angus works, he's working. Good, good, good. That's a he, good he got point. his feet wet on the Tedeschi Truck Store we were on a couple of years ago, and now he's when he works for us, he's a He's a seasoned drum tech. That's beautiful. That's great. Yeah. No, it's what a great um, opportunity for Angus to um, sure. to, to move up like that. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. 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 And you have to make some money too. Yeah. Money is a good thing to make as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, you know what I also enjoy doing in the Yorma? Um, reading your blog. You are such a fascinating and captive writer. First of all, well, I must you. say. I must say to all the listeners, if you haven't picked up Yorma's um, autobiography, been so long, run and do it. Because my life in music, Yorma Kalkinen, it is so heartfelt. It's so insightful. It's honest. It's it, it, How long did it take you to write your memoirs? Uh, about two and a half years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, did um, you- I mean, again, I guess in a way, if I was, if I was, if I was sort of being... Uh- uh, disingenuous, I'd say it took me a lifetime, but <laughs> but actually it took about two and a half years. And it's on an audio version too, right? It is, and I read the audio version. There's 37 hours of me reading that. Dark wow! Thing. Wow! 
Wow. Incredible. It is a fascinating book. I couldn't put it down. Um, I just kept reading and reading and every time, you know, and it's nice because this stuff keeps you off the internet, which sometimes is a really good thing, you know? Yes, yes, I hear you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just, this is the effect that it had on me. And of course, the foreword is by Grace Slick. You've got Jack Cassidy giving a couple of words and and David Crosby. I love his quote on the back of the book, which says, Yorma comes across as a real guy. Very unusual for a book. They are seldom this honest or this good. And that was by David Crosby. So, what a, what yeah. a good buddy David is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. No. It's it's a great book. I. It's fascinating. It's one of those books that you actually want to read twice because there's a lot of information in there. And um, yeah, very well done. You're you're a very prolific writer. Did do you always have that uh, talent? Well, I've always I've been, I've always enjoyed sort of. Yeah, when I was younger, I liked the kind of diary or journaling, whatever you want to call it. And the thing with the, the thing with the blog is, it, uh, sometimes it's more interesting than others. Sometimes it's just that, hey, we played Poughkeepsie, we had a great time at the part of Anya's and Settlers right. with a couple of pictures. And sometimes something tweaks me a, along the way, and I need to get into it in depth. But 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 in, in either case. I, I just—it's fun. I just really enjoy doing it. Right. Yeah. It's really great to keep up with your blog. It's of course on your website, yourmacalkinen dot com, and um, and I'm going to give that out a couple more times. You've got this great hot tuna tour coming up. You're playing with, you know, the first guest on my show ever was Larry and Teresa, and um, oh, yeah. they are going to be your guests. You're going to be touring with them for I think quite a few shows from the second yes, of December. Yeah, I think we're doing, we're doing a couple of weeks with them. Yeah. I just, you know, what's not to love about Larry and Teresa. You I don't know. know. They're just, they're, no, they're just the best on every level. And, and again, you know, we've been working and doing stuff together for about 15 years, but we just, the first time we met each other, we just, once again, it's like the Jack thing. We just became friends immediately. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're terrific people. I can't say they enough. They sure are. Enough no, about I, I them. Agree, totally. Yeah, I, yeah I agree absolutely. Completely. And they've come out now. What I really want to talk about, because this looks really cool, you have a YouTube channel for your Fur Peace Ranch. Tell right. me, tell me about setting that up, and what made you go to Southeast Ohio, and how did you find that? Well, I looked, and I was living in Woodstock, um, and in '89, a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in decades uh, called me up out of the blue and offered me this uh, 126 acres, ridiculously cheap. I mean, it was it's it's most it's wooded, and where the Furpees Ranch is now was all poison ivy and multi-floral rose and all kinds of stuff like that, but. I just had a good thing, a fake feeling about it. And so uh, Vanessa and I bought the property, and, and uh, you know, about seven years later, we realized that we really wanted to make that dream. Because we talked about, yeah, we'll do this. We'll, we'll have a guitar school. We'll call it, excuse me, we'll call it the Fur Piece Ranch, because it's the Fur Piece from anywhere, and all that kind of silly stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Vanessa got her walking shoes on, and uh, one step at a time, we wound up opening in uh in 98 so yeah i mean we're just uh i mean we're just we're just so blessed with this thing so anyway so and it's been growing all the time like one of these days you need to come down and visit us i do have a look i yeah, know wait till the warmer weather yes it was like eight degrees this morning did here. you guys get hit uh, with all the snow because i know that like in the midwest there did you get no, it we just we we got we got a dusting and it was cold enough so it still looked good I, when i was taking my daughter to school this morning I said, this looks like Northern Europe. There was like hardly any snow, but it was enough to make the ground white. Right. And it was just one of those winter skies, and it was like 8 or 10 degrees. So, Well, I know. hope I hope you post that and blog that. 
Yeah. Well, we did take some pictures. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably get on it later tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fur Peace Ranch, I mean, you have world-class musicians there. You oh, have, yeah, absolutely. You know, so these workshops and these concerts that you put on there. You've got this great YouTube channel. Um, oh, yeah, well, that's how this conversation started. Right, the YouTube channel. Yeah. So so, so over the, the almost, almost the past 20 years, uh, we've had a thing with a friend of ours that's the head that works the communications department at Ohio University. So we've had a community radio, uh, NPR radio show uh, every Friday live from Norma's for Peace Ranch. And so, so we've been recording these, these shows every time we have a concert. And um, we, we also, along the way, we've been archiving things. Uh, we've been archiving things to video. Well, one of the people that have been working for us for a number of years uh, teaches videography at, at Ohio University, and uh, her name is Andy Walla. And Andy, you know, really helped us up our game. We wound up buying buying all our own. Uh, um, we have our, all our own video gear and all this kind of stuff, and so it's called Fur Peace TV. Ah, so no, yeah. please tell your listeners to subscribe. It's free. Yeah, um, and. And, you know, of course, we'd love to be getting rich off it, but but so far it's free, and it's 4K ultra video. The quality is great. The sound is great. And, and every time we have a concert, you can you can just dial in on it. How many it's people, awesome. How, how many people do you fit in the hall there when you when you're like got a packed house at Fur Peace? The, the Fur Peace station is about, I would say, hang on a sec. What's our capacity, Vanessa? <laughs> She's laughing. <laughs> Come on. Come on. She's yeah, got to give us the yes. legal capacity. That's what we're looking for. Okay, we got it. Legal capacity is 200. Yeah, Warren Haynes brought in about 250, but don't tell anybody. Oh, wait, we're on the radio. <laughs> and we're live. I can't edit it. Damn. <laughs> oh, no. But anyhow, so yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, you're 200 and change, and, uh, it's an incredible listening room. The sound is great, and uh, when the weather's a little bit warmer, well, we just finished our last weekend, so we just, we're we're idle for a bit now. I'm just going to be playing gigs. Yeah, but I got to tell you, all our food because I live in the country, farm to table is just the way we do things. All our food at our little restaurant and at the uh, concession stand for the Furby Station is organic and extremely yummy. Beautiful. Whether you're a vegetarian or or as I am, uh, an everything Italian. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I love the name of your kitchen. Tell me about it. Oh, so so my mom, may she rest in peace. Her middle name was was Love, Beatrice Love, and so she, before she passed away, she gave the the Beatrice Love kitchen is made out of two log cabins that we grafted together that were built in the early eighteen hundreds, wow. and she gave me the money to buy those cabins. Now that that's kind of a funny story too because. There's a lot of things down here in, in uh, like the Hocking Hills where people build stuff out of old cabins. So Vanessa said, we're going to get a couple of cabins and we're going to build the Beatrice Love Kitchen. I said, wow, great. And I figured we'd go to the Hocking Hills and I'd look at these cabins and we'd say, I'll take that one and that one. And I'd take them apart. But what I saw was a pile of old lumber that looked like a bonfire at Texas Tech. <laughs> I mean, I'm going, those are the cabins? And the, the lady goes, yeah, you got to put them together. And I remember she said, it's just like building Lincoln Logs. Well, let me tell you, Brita, it's not just like building Lincoln Logs. But anyway, it is, and that's the Beatrice Love Kitchen. Oh, man, beautiful, beautiful. And you have a gallery there, too, a Silo Delic Gallery. 
Yeah, we have our silo delegale. That's correct. We sort of, you know, we we're trying to focus on things um, that are specific to the so-called psychedelic era, sixty-five to the maybe seventy-two. Um, and we we found because we've had it for a number of years now, we found that there are sort of like second generation things that we've allowed to come into our world because they are definitely psychedelic. And, mm-hmm. and uh, what what do we have up there now, Vanessa? We, we we have this gal that does a collage and guitar named Robin Silver. We've got some Jerry Garcia stuff. Oh, nice. We have all kinds of photographs by Baron Wallman. Uh, I have, co- oh yeah, I have a complete set of original Fillmore posters that we have beautifully framed. Wow. That I wouldn't have had. Well, and then, you know, back in the days, because we got them all the time, we tacked them up on an apartment and we moved, we left them and forgot about them. Right. So, a couple months before my mom passed away, I was visiting her, and she's going through stuff so she wouldn't burden me and my brother with all kinds of junk that we'd have trouble throwing away. Mm-hmm. And she go and she opens the closet, and there's all these posters. And she goes, "Do you want these old things, dear? Aww. I'm just going to throw them away." Aww. And I said, "I'll take them." So thanks, mom. Really, thank you, thank you for saving all of that. That's so cool. And when I was reading through your blog, which is what I did most of my homework on for this time, because it, it fascinates me, your writing. Tell me about your last trip to the mansion. That was pretty recent, right? That you and Arab. Wow, wow, that that's really funny. So I, you know, year, years ago, uh, a, a, this friend of mine, Paul Ziegler, was married to this gal. Catherine Kana, and then, you know, life moved on, and they, they split up, et cetera, et cetera, and she remarried, had a family. I hadn't spoken, we, we, were, we were good friends back in the day, but I hadn't seen her in decades, you know how that goes. And somehow we reconnected and found out that she and her husband had bought the airplane house 30 <laughs> years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, and that's... raised their family there, and they, and they kept all the really cool stuff original. Right. So... It's really neat. I mean, for me, it was like, wow, what a treat. I bet. I bet. And to keep the stuff original, you took some p- photos of it, like these mosaics yeah. and the ceiling and, and just, yeah, it was really cool to see if anybody, if you guys are listening and you're interested, check out com because if you go on his blog, all this stuff comes up and that's, you know, pretty nice history Sorry. there. Yeah, I might just mention this too, because because you can probably find some stuff on, on the Furpeach Ranch blog about the side of the adult. I'm just going to mention, because this exhibit is almost over, the, the collage guitars are on a commission show, and they're 60s-inspired, and they're just, it's just really neat. They're wild and beautiful. They're not strung or anything. It's, it's our, the, 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 the guitars are the canvas, mm-hmm. and all this cool stuff is collaged on them. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Really cool stuff. You've got a great thing going out there, Fur Peace Ranch right in Ohio. I know personally people that have been to your workshop and love it. Um, I know you've had amazing guests. Happy Traum was out there not long ago. He's my yeah, guest. Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. He's yeah. going to be my guest here. And it's it's so it's such a, always a treasure to have him because he's got stories. Always. Oh, man, he's got yeah, stories. <sighs> not, but listen, yeah, he sure does. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not going to spoil happy stories because you're going to have happy. Yeah. yeah, he's got the killer stories. But but here's <laughs> something else I love about Hap is he just gets. I mean, Hap's a little bit older than me, so he's in his early 80s. Yeah, he get as a player, he gets better and better every time I see him. See? And I'm not just saying that. Right. 
He's just, he's just awesome. He t- totally is awesome. Yeah, and that's how I feel about you. I've been seeing you since the 80s, and, and I say the same thing. I'm like, every time I am, I grow in more awe of your your technique, your focus, it's just it's really great to hear you, to see you perform live. And um, yeah, Hot Tuna, the Bar Divine. And listen, so I posted that you were going to be my guest on social media. So many people, I got my tickets, I got my tickets. So I think the Bar Divine is going to be almost sold out for you. The hot tuna. Well, that'd be show. lovely. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's been, it's been, we used to play the Bardavon all the time. Yep, right after Thanksgiving. That's right. And I don't know why this is, so I'm not even going to theorize on it because agents do what agents do. But we, Jack and I are, and I'm sure Justin, because it's like in his backyard. Sure. We are thrilled to be back at the Bardavon. It's just, it's just a beautiful venue. And we're really looking forward to having a really good time. It's such a beautiful hall. And you know, Mark Twain played there. He was there. I didn't know that. Yeah, Mark Twain. When you're in the green room, check it out. There's Mark Twain history at the Bardavon. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. And it's only 10 minutes. Oh, I should, I, I should, I should correct myself quickly. Justin will be there as a guest because that's an acoustic show. Oh, unless, because unless he comes, unless he comes on and plays hand drums. Yeah, and but but Larry and <laughs> Teresa will be there with you. So. Oh, Larry and Teresa, there we're on a bunch of shows with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's going to be fun, and only ten minutes from my house, so I know what I'm doing that. That's night. Even, yeah, that's even better. Yeah, absolutely. Now you got awesome. you got tuna coming up. You got also a couple of dates in New York City coming up with Steve Kimmock. Um, that's yeah, those are electric. Yep. Yeah, that town hall, yeah. Yep, yep. So you got a couple of dates coming up there. And then you're, yep. you're smart man. You're going in the sun in January. You're going down to Jamaica. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, usually we go to Minneapolis in, in February and uh, Florida in August. But this time... We're going to Jamaica when it's cold where I live. Yeah, perfect, smart. And then you're also going to be on Sanibel Island in Florida. Tell me about the workshop you do down there. Okay, I, so I'm doing a songwriting workshop in Sanibel. Hang on a sec. Hey, Ness, am I doing two workshops or one? <laughs> okay, I'm doing a songwriting workshop and a master's class. So that's great, too, because, hey, guess what? You know, at that time of year, it's not it's not hot in northern Florida, right. but it won't be snowing. Yes. And Santa, and Santa Bell, I don't know if you've been to Sanibel, but Santa Bell's like old Florida. You know, they have, you know, it's it's a, it's a dark island. They have no, uh, there's no uh, there's no street lights, no stoplights, oh. no lights shining up in the air because it, it, it confuses the sea turtles. I mean, and they, they have no chain stores. It's like, well... My family lived in in, uh, in Siesta Key in, in uh, 47, 48, and it's kind of like it was back then. Uh-huh. Wow. Except, except, of course, it, except, of course, it costs more. But, I mean, you know, as far as the way it looks. Yeah, that's anywhere. That's for sure. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I did not know that about Sanibel. No, I have not been there. But you yeah, got a workshop. Got a to go, yeah, we had two workshops there, right. Songwriter workshop February 3 to 7, um, and then yeah. Jamaica in January. You got your scheduling yes. done very nicely, Yorma. Yes, that's finally. Yes. <laughs> it's all been figured out after all this time. Very, very nice. All this time. Yeah. After all this time. Well, we're lucky to have you back at the Bardavon just in a couple of weeks. Um, just, you know, it, it's so cool. And and your blog is awesome. I can't recommend your book enough. And the, the, the audio is great, too, because I know a lot of people drive and they just don't have the time to read, yeah. you know, so the audio book is really cool. And it's your own voice. That's even better. It is, man. Yeah, it, it is me. Yeah, thirty-seven well, hours. Well, That's a really long yeah. time. It, it is because it's you know, 
I, I had this uh, this, this gal, the, the gal producer, her name is Maddie Giropoulos. I mean, it's a whole new world. It's, you know, the people that do nothing but reading. And so the, her holding my hand through that thing, you know, like when I talk too fast, which I tend to do, or wouldn't enunciate clearly. Oh, I mean, the production was awesome. And it was so, I mean, on some, some levels, it's not something I think I'd like to do for a living because it was much more work than playing the guitar. Right. But it was cool, and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad you did it, too. I want to leave with one last thing, if I may. And I know sure. how much this means to me, to you, motorcycles. Yes. Well, it's a little chilly for a ride out for a motorcycle ride today. Right. But I did get one in a week or so. And one of my hopes is is that, well, we'll be in Florida for that new, we're doing a New Year's show down in Florida. But I'm hoping that when I come back after New Year's, we'll have at least one day when there's the, the roads aren't icy and it's in, in the low 40s. Mm-hmm. Low 40s is doable. I've got electric vests and stuff like that. Oh, my. So it's nice to get a New Year's ride. We'll see. Oh, but yes, I love them. And uh, I spent a lot of time riding around up where you live. I mean, there's some, some beautiful rides up there, like down to the Never Sink and all those great mountains you guys have. It's, just, it's awesome. It is it's, awesome. That, that, it never gets old. It I, never gets old. And I want to read this. You, you blog this. And you said this, towards the end of my father's life, I asked him what he missed the most as his infirmity progressed. Tennis, he said. I miss playing tennis. I thought for a moment that would be as if I could no longer ride motorcycles, I told him. Oh, it's nothing like that at all, he said, without missing a beat. I looked him in the eyes. Yes, it is, Dad. It's exactly like that. Short rides or long, I love them all, and my life would certainly be poorer without them. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, good for I, you. Did I say that? Yes, exactly you did. I well, I don't know. You wrote it down. It's on your blog. Um, That's good. You are my keep riding. Keep riding. You, you've entertained us for uh, years, and may it never okay, end. And we thank just you so much. we love you. I'll see you at the Bardavon. I, I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for your time. Uh, Tell Vanessa hello. Bye-bye. Thank you. I sure will. Bye bye. Ah, it's always a good day when you get to speak to Yorma Kalkinen. So I'm just going to um, play some more music and I'll come back and I'll talk a little bit more. But always takes me a minute just to decompress from such a beautiful conversation. So here's Acoustic Hot Tuna, San Francisco Bay Blues Live from Fur Peace Ranch right here, right now on 91.3. From a baby walking down by San Francisco Bay Well, ocean liner took us so far away Didn't mean to make feel bad, Lord Best cow cab ever had said goodbye Made me cry, well, I won't lay right down And I said, I ain't got a big Lord, I ain't got a lousy time If I come back, think I'm gonna lose my mind Well, ever Sitting here on my back porch, wondering where to go. 
crazy about Lord, I don't want me no more. Catch myself a freight train, cause I'm feeling blue. Right all the way to the end of the line, just uh, thinking only of you will be in another second. Just about to go and sing. Well, I thought I heard my very long, used to call my name. Well, ever come back to stay. Sitting here on my back porch, wondering where to go. Woman, I'm so crazy about, don't want me no more. Catch myself a freight train on, cause I'm feeling blue. Right all the way to the end of the line, just uh, thinking only WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York, Acoustic Hot Tuna, San Francisco Bay Blues Live, recorded at Fur Peace Ranch. Check out their website. Of course, thank you again to Yorma Kalkinen, who was my guest here during this past hour. Um, Hot Tuna is celebrating their 50 years, and we're lucky enough to have them right here in Poughkeepsie on December 5th with guests Larry Campbell and Teresa Williams. So you're going to want to get tickets because they really are close to sold out. Bardavon.org. You can check out yormakalkinen.com. He's got great things happening at his home called Fur Peace Ranch in Southeast Ohio. Great singer, uh, songwriter workshops there and extraordinary world-class musicians. He's also 
also going to be doing his songwriter workshop February 3 to 7 and Sanibel Island in Florida. So, hey, great place to go when you're living in the Northeast, right? When it's February. You can check out that songwriter workshop. Uh, Yorma has Twitter. He has, of course, his website. And he's really an, a, a very prolific writer. And he's written this memoir. And I was lucky enough to have him send it to me about a year and a half ago. Been so long. My life and music. Yorma Kalkinen. Forward by uh, Jack Cassidy and Grace Slick. And just a, a really great read. I can't recommend it enough. And um, yeah, Yorma Kalkinen. And um yeah, so we're going to now, because we're at the end of the show here, I just um, will do what I always do. I'll do the app and the uh, musical happenings in and around the Hudson Valley in the hopes that you hear something that will perk up your ears and you go see some local live music. Let's start with the Bardavon and UPAC tickets at bardavon.org. Friday, Josh Gates. Saturday, Hudson Valley Philharmonic. November 23rd is the grand opening of Poughkeepsie's newest venue, Revel 32 with Remember Jones. And on December 5th, Hot Tuna with Larry and Teresa at BSP in Kingston and BSPKingston.com. Thursday, Mary Hood, Katie Jones and Ella Ray Condrat. Friday, Moon Duo, Garcia Peoples and Jeffrey Alexander. On Saturday at BSP is Peace Bomb, Tonus Maximus and Gregory Stovetop. Colony Woodstock and ColonyWoodstock.com. Thursday, Sammy Ray. Friday, a tribute to Daniel Johnston. Saturday, Joan Shelley. Sunday, the Wizard of Oz. And every Monday is an open mic at Colony in Woodstock. At Daryl's House Club in Pauling and DarylsHouseClub.com. Tonight, Gratefully Yours. Thursday, Jay Prince and Friends. Friday, Sonny Landreth and Cindy Cashdollar. Saturday, Kevin Griffin of Better Than Ezra. And Sunday, Foghat. At the Falcon in Marlboro and live at thefalcon.com. Tonight, jazz sessions at the Falcon Underground. Upstairs tonight is Jeffrey Martin. Thursday, Gurf Morlicks. Friday, King Solomon Hicks. Friday at the Falcon Underground, my guest Vito Petrosito and Little Rock. Saturday, Jay Collins and the Northern Resistance. Saturday, Floyd Pink at Falcon Underground. Sunday brunch with Big Joe Fitz and the Lo-Fi's, and Sunday evening, Sheila Jordan, Alan Broadbent, and Harvey S. Howland Chamber Music at Howland Cultural Center in Beacon, howlandmusic.org. This Sunday, Jasper String Quartet, featuring Mimi Stillman on flute. At Infinity Hall in Norfolk, Connecticut, and infinityhall.com. Thursday, George Winston. Friday, Masters of the Telecaster. At Jazz Forum in Terrytown, jazzforumarts.org. Friday and Saturday, two sets each night, featuring David Amram. At Keganales in Kingston and keganales.com, Thursday is Rick Z. Friday, The Drizzle. Saturday, The Haveners. At Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock, levonhelm.com, November 17, Yonder Mountain String Band. November 30, The Wait. December 6, A Red Hot Christmas with Eric Red. At Lydia's Cafe in Stone Ridge, 
lydias-cafe.com. Saturday is the Bernstein Bard Trio. At Paramount Hudson Valley Theater in Peekskill. Also at ParamountHudsonValley.com. Friday, Lone Star. Saturday, Almost Queen. At Quinn's in Beacon, also on Facebook, Friday is Chen Longo, T.S. Taden, and Dio Taden. Saturday is Open Kimono and Pat Irwin. And on Monday, Quinn's will be celebrating Joe McPhee's 80th birthday celebration. At Rosendale Cafe in Rosendale, also can find them at rosendalecafe.com, every Thursday is Salsa Thursday. Saturday, Lara Hope and the Arctones, Unplugged. At the legendary Town Crier in Beacon, they'll be celebrating their 40th, 47th anniversary this weekend. Tonight is an open mic. Tomorrow at the Town Crier is Film Night, A Day Without a Mexican. Friday, the anniversary party begins with the Mallet Brothers. Saturday, the Subdudes. Sunday is the third Hudson Valley Ukulele Invitational. And Sunday evening, the legendary David Amram will be celebrating his 90th birthday as part of the celebration. Unison Arts Center in New Paltz, also at unisonarts.org. Friday, the Metropolitan Hot Club. Saturday, Sparky and Rhonda. At Bethel Woods in Sullivan County, also BethelWoodsCenter.org. November 24th, Max Weinberg. Last but not least, the Woodstock Playhouse, WoodstockPlayhouse.org. December 14th, the annual Woodstock Birdcliff Guild concert with Happy Traum and Friends. And what a wonderful lineup they have there. So, it's been a wonderful two hours. I thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I will say a big thank you.